Uh, well, you know, Maybe headphones, microphone. Uh, it looks like everything's set up. It looks like we're good to go. Are you ready to start this? We're good to go. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? For 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. I am so sorry that you were sitting in a sauna. It is clear that you are uncomfortable, that you are... Warm experiencing a lot of heat, if summer. you will. Yes. Summer, oh, summer in southern Spain. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are so jelly. Is there not... It's supposed to rain, allegedly, today. So we have... It's 90 degrees with a real feel of 93. It's humid as heck. And we have all the winds from Africa blowing the dust. My so favorite. We, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. nothing like uh, Sahara rain. Yeah, so I'm super excited that... But it's only 30% chance, so it probably won't even get to us, let's be honest. We are we are over 100% if there is such a thing when it comes to precipitation. Thunder, lightning, very, very frightening indeed. Galileo! 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 My Nick if I go anyway. I'm so. trying to find you this picture of the, the... You could see it just across, coming straight across the ocean. Now I can't find it. It's okay. You're Dang frozen it. solid anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Oh, Zeus, Zeus is terrified of thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening indeed. Anyway, uh, so we spend a lot of time together cuddling when the weather is not favorable for my dog's mentality. Yeah, same here. Rupert just wants to be held like a baby, which is weird because he does not like to be held at all. And Granger tries to fight the sky, which is he's not very good at that. They usually are not good at that. <laughs> but he tries so uh it has been a bit since we have had a chance to talk to one another a lot of things going on in my life but as usual you know you take priority what's going on in yours uh probably nothing as crazy as you but i've been single dog momming i had seven food orders this week and i did something to both of my ankles but not the same thing Interesting. Tell us more. Two weird ankles. So my left ankle, if you touch the back, there's like a a lump on it. And when you touch that lump, it feels like if you hit your elbow really hard and it does the pins and needles, that like feeling where you're like, I want to scream, I want to cry and maybe throw up. That's what it feels like. Um, And all of this is occurring in your Achilles tendons area. It's right where my shoe hits, the back of my heel. So oh, I feel okay. that pain multiple times a day, just to remind me I'm alive, I'm certain. And then on the other foot, my right foot, um, it feels like, you know when you feel like you need to like pop a muscle, like pop a joint? Yeah, I, I understand That's the what, concept of popping yeah. knuckles or bones. You or... know a lot about knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> the old, uh, That's what it... that thing. Yes, that's what it feels like, but in my foot. But it feels like the pressure is so much that if I step all the way down on my foot, it sends like a searing heat pain up to my knee. Mm. Like it wraps around my shin and then goes to the inside of my knee. So I'll be trying to get a doctor's appointment on Monday because this has been going on 
I am of the, if it's not like bleeding or obviously broken, I always try to wait it out. Same here. See if it fixes itself. Can't say that's been very successful for me, but that's the same thing I try to do. This started back in June. So I feel like at this point we've, we've gone a whole month and some change. So maybe it's time to, and I've tried the things I've tried the reflexology. I tried the massage to see if it was like just a muscle that was super tight. Hydration and yoga. Yeah, I did all those things. Yeah, those are those are my go-to's: Motrin, hydration, and yoga. Yes, which is weird because even the Motrin, the thing on my left ankle, the the lump, Motrin does not take that away. Maybe it's a tuma. A tuma. Maybe it's a tuma. That's a weird place, but I guess anything is possible these days. Uh, The ankle cancer strikes again. Oh, doggone it! (laughs) Dang. So what's up in your world? I've seen you. You're busy, boy. Yeah. So uh, definitely wanted to get this one in the books before I went under the knife again in case I didn't survive because that's something that's always on my brain. I think it's good that we didn't do it because that way you had another reason to live. When you think you could die, it is a challenge to balance things you really need to do in case you die versus maintaining a positive mentality, maintaining a positive mental attitude and looking forward to things you could accomplish if you don't die. There's a very, very thin line between those two options that I do not do a good job of balancing. I spent many, many hours contemplating death and not contemplating things I could do if I don't die. So Well, now that you're on the other side, the outcome has been positive, question mark? (laughs) Yeah, positive question mark is a real thing. So I went back under the knife. For those who don't regularly follow along, let me give you the short of it. On August the 1st of 2022, I woke up with the most unbearable pain you can imagine in a place I had never felt it before. I went to the emergency room that day and I was told that it was back pain. And for the next seven months, I was um, treated for an unknown back pain issue. I went through physical therapy. I went to an acupuncturist, I went to a chiropractor, I went to a little Chinese lady that walked on top of me with no happy ending. I did all of these things to treat the back issue. On February the 8th, when I could no longer stand the pain, I went back to the emergency room and they said, oh, you've been having a heart attack for seven months. That's 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 what that is. So they get me in to see the, the specialist, the plumber, the heart plumbers, if you will. And at the end of the day, they had put a bunch of devices inside of my heart to keep me alive. And I felt better. I felt a thousand percent better than I did before going into the emergency room. And, and it was a good thing. But as time has gone on, I was starting to get the same symptoms that got me into the emergency room in the first place. I was experiencing pain in my back and shortness of breath and and pain in my chest. And I was dealing with all this BS. So I went back to my cardio team and I was like, hey, uh, you know, don't get crazy or anything. But it's starting to feel like all of those things are happening to me again. And they said, quite colloquially, "Uh, looks like we're going to have to take another look under the hood. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, how easy it is to think that just uh, taking a look under the hood would be so pragmatic and so destructive to my mental health, which meant they were going to go back inside my heart, look around, find out what the issue is, and 
fix it if they could. So they did. They scheduled it and I went in. I went in Friday and they went in to see what was wrong and they found out what was wrong. Apparently the life-saving measures that they had previously conducted on my heart were causing a life-threatening measure on my heart. So they fixed what they needed to fix and I am one day out of the hospital. I got out yesterday. I I am back today and and I'm feeling some of the same issues. I realize they were inside my heart for a long time with their little tools and I'm not supposed to feel like I can run a marathon today. But at the same time, my brain for almost the last <laughs> almost the last year has been dealing with this death issue uh, never uh, never yes anyway so I am I am recovering now I, I think I'm okay I, I feel a lot better you look fantastic thank you it was the same thing you said last time <laughs> you do you look great it- which doesn't mean anything on the inside is good. Right. You look good. I'm and and I feel good, and I've got a positive mental attitude. I I want to be better, but that thing that just sticks with your brain is there, and that's what I'm dealing with. But brains are weird. Brains are weird. Bodies are weird. Everything, honestly, is just weird. But I'm alive today, and I'm happy to be alive, and I remind our listeners it's a beautiful day to be alive. Don't take any day for granted, because you never know when it may be your last. Uh, You know, and it's not just me dealing with this heart thing. It's me dealing with life in general. I've always feared death probably more than I should, and I tell people all the time... I can't remember what I tell people all the time. It's about driving, about how driving is the most dangerous thing that you do every day. Well, you had surgery yesterday, so I guess we'll cut you some slack. Well, it's crazy because, uh, I, you know, what they thought was going to be like a one-hour surgery ended up to be a four-hour surgery. And uh, in order to keep me sedated for four hours, they had to, to keep going back in and giving me more sedation. And in my brain... We the- have the- opposite issue (laughs) in my brain these went through phases and they were all color phases i remember initially he said two or 50 and i I don't know what he's saying and i'm a jokester and i went with the uh answer to life's ultimate question i went with 42 then why wouldn't you yeah so uh he's like no 42 that'll put you down down and i was like oh i was just answering life's universal question and the the nurse that was with me she got it she understood what 42 the significance of 42 the guy giving me the medicine did not. So Can he be trusted? (laughs) That's how we screen our medical professionals from now on, folks. (laughs) So every time they were getting ready to hit me with more happy juice, they would say the same thing, two or 50, and I would shout out 42. I think on the one of them, I actually shouted out, 42 is the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. I think I shouted that out, because if you've ever read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you understand that 42 is... The answer to the ultimate question of life. The answer. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't read it, you have homework. Or watch the movie. They uh, watch the movie. The the current movie, not the old one. So they they well, did I this. Love the BBC one. They yeah they did the BBC version back in like the seventies, and then they did a remake of it in the nineties. And I think the remake with most deaf is most definitely better than the the BBC version that was done in the 70s. I have the exact opposite problem with sedation (laughs) every time. Tell me. You okay? Yeah. So 
they always do it by like your weight and your height and your age and blah, blah, blah to make those measurements. But I don't like I don't even take regular grown up Motrin. <laughs> and I think I'm just very susceptible to the sleepy times. I'm generally exhausted. I'm like, this is fantastic. Let's go to sleep. And then they always have a hard time snapping me out of it. So the last time I had to have surgery here in Rhoda, they're like, let's just give her the kids dose so that we're not here all day. My, my favorite and sedation was in Rhoda. I think, I don't know if it was when your beautiful, amazing wife was my take me home person or when uh, <laughs> the also beautiful and amazing David Boone, uh, senior chief David Boone, um, was my take me home person. But at one time I said, Brewers making an exit. That is a Brexit. That was and, uh, that was when the wife was taking care of you. I, I remember that she's one. Such a good person. <laughs> she's so good. I also tend to sing along with the radio that they listen to inside the surgery suite. The uh, the sedation that I took in Rhoda was for a colonoscopy. Um, I tried I tried to do it live on AFN, but they wouldn't let us. The <laughs> I refused. <laughs> I refused to do the countdown. I was not going to do the countdown. I didn't want the last thing in my life to be me counting down numbers. So I told a joke. <laughs> I remember I told the joke. I remember everybody laughed. And then next thing I remember is being woken up. This sedation that I went through in my most recent procedure was not full sedation. It was kind of like, eh, we'll let you know, you know? So, so uh... If it gets bad, we'll add more gas. <laughs> two or 50. 42, I say. They give, me, they give me a boost. A little while later, two or 50. I say 42 again, because I'm still cognizant enough to be a smart tail, a smart butt, and... <laughs> <laughs> when are you not <laughs> and then i go into green phase everything i see is green my my eyelids are green everything is green everything's got a green tint to it and then they're in there for a while longer and i'm feeling really uncomfortable and i'm i can't swallow and i can't move and i'm just like urgh, urgh, urgh. two or 50 i say 42 once again and they hit me again and then i go into a yellow phase where everything is yellow i go into a red phase on the next hit i go into a blue phase on what is the final hit and i didn't think i was gonna make it through the blue phase because i again i've been in there a long time i've been uh, additionally sedated multiple times and i can feel them moving around inside my heart i can feel it oh god and and i can't move and i can't speak and everything is blue and i'm just like Man. Oh, I'm dying for you. <laughs> I know you can't see me because my camera's being stupid, but oh my god! Just uh, it was just my face just melting off. Jack, uh, who's one of the assistants, who has a, a fun displeasure. He's 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 a funny guy. He's no longer funny now. He's seriously reminding me I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's only going to be a few more minutes. You're going to be okay. And I didn't think I was going to be okay. I didn't think I was going to make it off the table. I I had already lied to you. I had already felt bad about going in, and while I was in, it wasn't getting better. And uh, and I, and they were done. And next thing I know, I'm being scooted down to my own little private room, which I appreciate so much. In American medicine, it's not uncommon to only be in a room by yourself. Whereas, I remember in Korea visiting one of my sailors in the hospital, and he was covered under TRICARE, so he had his own private suite. Like, 
big money suite. But I had to walk through general population before I got to my sailor. And these are, geez, man, there's like 30 or 40 beds to a room. And the only way you eat is because your family brings you food. I, It might be free medicine, but it doesn't make you feel free. It doesn't make you feel good. And if you, ha- you had good insurance that they could charge, you were treated much, much better than all those people who were happy to have free medicine. Is the when you see things in color based off of like numbers, vibes, whatever, is that synesthesia? Is that what that's called? I believe it is. I believe it is called synesthesia. How do you know that? Okay, well, because I just so happen to have just finished a series by David Baldassi, and the main character has amazing memory and synesthesia after he got into a football accident. Yes. So, that's exactly what it's called. That's exactly what a synesthesia is. I didn't so I, I didn't think any of our listeners would know what synesthesia was, so I didn't mention it. Anyway. <laughs> in, well, let me know if that comes back into play because I'm very interested. <laughs> in preparation for my demise, I had to write at least one letter. I wrote one letter. The question is, should I reveal the contents of that letter? Should I give this letter that I wrote to the person that I wrote it to? Yes. I don't think so. I'm, I'm really, well, first of all, I kind of left it open-ended. I kind of left it open-ended as in like, I might not die today, but if I die tomorrow or next week, the, this letter is still applicable. So I you think- still send it. Why? Because it's obviously something that you feel and- I do feel. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) I probably know more than almost anyone other than your most amazing wife that you are actually a good person hidden in all that beard. (laughs) I think you've done some big things in the last few years that I think have been great, positive, upward growth from you. Saying I love you to people instead of just making a joke about it. Sending out genuine apologies I think that you want to send that letter more than you don't want to send that letter because whatever's in that letter is something that is weighing on your heart that you thought I could not die without saying this. Those are those are good observations. And I, and I am trying to be a better person every day and telling people that I love them more often and, and, and doing good things. I am. And thank you for noticing. I disagree with you on this letter because I believe that the substance of this letter can be conveyed on a a more regular basis because I know what's in it versus giving it to her, letting her read it, and then being absolved of all of my sins, if you will. I think it's better that I practice what's in the letter and then, God forbid, one day when she needs to read this letter, it just reinforces everything that I've been doing. And with that being said, I kind of want to encourage all of our listeners to write their own letters, to write a letter to a loved one that says the things that you want to say all the time, but leave it open-ended. It's not like, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to die in a car accident. No, don't do that. But an open-ended letter to say the things that need to be said. But when you write that letter, then you have an opportunity to to do the things that are in that letter, you know, to be less remorseful. The Garth Brooks song, If Tomorrow Never Comes. It's one of my favorite songs. It's I'm not a big country music fan, but it's it's one of my favorite songs. And, and when I was in a combat zone, it's a song that stuck with me because it, I meant I meant 
the lyrics in that song meant a lot to me because they those were the thoughts that I was thinking. I want to tell the people that I love them that I love them so much so that it'll be enough to last if tomorrow never comes. Real quick, I know you hate Kelly Clarkson. I know she's your least favorite AFN artist, but <laughs> she not, had... That's Garth not true, Brooks. Kelly Clarkson. I don't hate you. Just your music. Mostly it's you. No, <laughs> uh, but she had Garth Brooks on her show and... They talk about music. They're playing one of those games where it's like, oh, I think she was like, tell me, I'm going to spin the wheel of celebrities and you have to tell me a time when you met them. And they're all musical artists. And he's talking and just like listening to him talk about music, you could tell that that man's whole life is music, that it's from his toenails to the tips of his hair. And he speaks so intelligently and so passionately. You're like, yep. And I just love Garth Brooks. He's just such a good weird guy so again not a country music fan but when it comes to country music people garth brooks is one that i mean we can go back to the hey you have to spend money on country music i would buy his discography i'd be like okay we go go, back into the 90s no like 9d not 90s like 90 and i remember closing down because i would dj at the club closing the club with uh, friends in low places Always. This is in 1990. Still close it down. Yeah, and they're still closing it down 40 years later. It, and then, the, then when he did, did the thing. Chris Gaines. Yeah, that's what it was. Chris Gaines. It was really good. I enjoyed Amazing. it. Amazing. Garth Brooks, man. Let's see if we can get him on the show. <laughs> hey, so, you're the only person we've had nothing <laughs> bad to say about ever. So... <laughs> So I reached out to Theo Vaughn this week. I tried to get him to come in for a a taping. He's going to be here in Grantville this week. And uh, me and the wife have complimentary tickets to go see him. So we're going to go see him. But I reached out to him, tried to get him on the show. And I understand, you know, life on the road is hectic. And doing morning radio isn't the thing it's always been. I don't even think he's doing morning radio for this tour. So that's why I tried to reach out to him, tried to get him on the show. And I used the fact that I might be dead as a as a extra an no. additional as an additional motivator so now i gotta send him an this email guy, like uh, this guy's just desperate he's threatening death now i gotta send him an email like hey man i i didn't die and i understand that you're busy and you can't make it but so you know that invitation stands you can you can come on anytime i put that invitation out there to any of my comedy friends in the world if you want to you want to come on the luns b show all you got to do is ask we love the opportunity to interview additional voices out there especially in the comedy world and and promote things that you have going on if if you got something that needs to be promoted we're willing to promote it you know i listen to the dnr podcast frequently with uh, rob kane and uh, damian robinson and they, and they got things on there and they're promoting things. And I'm like, dude, tell me what you've got and we will add to the promotion. We will additionally promote whatever it is you're promoting for people who may not listen to the DNR podcast. You've got you've got an extra outlet in the Luns B show, but I haven't seen any of them. So, I, you know, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> I haven't been going to the comedy zone. I haven't been going out, honestly. If you want moms to listen to your stuff. You need to promote on the Lunds B show. We are where moms go to listen to mostly appropriate content while they're driving their kids in the car. 
I, I agree with that. Again, the Lunsby Show is uh, your morning show on your time. You can listen to us whenever you want. Do you know last week's episode or the last episode that we taped ran an hour and 48 minutes long? Oh, good God. That yes. went to and from space. <laughs> Whoever that guy is, you're always talking about. It's not long enough. So I, mean, I, I have been trimming that down to get it closer to an hour. And there's a, there's a whole lot of... I don't realize how much I sound like a silverback gorilla. Whenever I get stumped, you know, and I again, I am okay with pausing. I don't need filler words. Unfortunately, everything I just did to, to demonstrate how good I am with pausing will be cut out because I do this thing at the end where I, I remove all the silences. <laughs> So I should worry even less about the fact that I'm comfortable with pausing and I don't need filler words. But for whatever reason, I've ever since we started taping and not doing live, ever since we started doing taping, I am more prone to interject filler words, the uhs, the ands, the err, and stuttering and stammering. And when I'm cutting up the episode, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I went, I went years being very, very good at not making any of these critical mistakes. And here I am. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys. Anyway, that's that's everything that's going on in my life. I went I thank God. Went through a procedure. I came out of the procedure alive. I'm happy to be alive. I love my wife. I love my dog. I love my peoples. And uh, and, and that makes everything better. My microphone is melting. There we go. Uh, again, I, you you know I can't it's see anything because your camera isn't so, working. I know. It's so hot, right? Like the little foam pad that keeps it. It, it may fall on me here in a second. That keeps it stuck. All right. Well, the, I am so edge. sorry that you're dealing with the heat in your penthouse apartment in southern Spain. Why I'm don't... okay. The microphone is not. <laughs> why don't we move along to other things so that uh, we can get this over with and you can go back to, you know, not dying. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. Do you have any headlines for me? Always. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Here we go. Atlanta man attempts to rob nail salon gets ignored by everyone. When a man goes inside a nail salon, he's generally ignored by everyone anyway, because you're not supposed to go into a nail salon. And, and I go into nail salons all the time because I'm a big fan of the pedicure. I like uh, pretty little women uh, working on my feet and I can't convince my wife to do it. So then I go to professionals and I have professional little women <laughs> do it to my feet. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can imagine going into any of the nail salons I go into and saying, give me all the money and every one of them ignoring me. I tell you what did happen recently. I went to have Happy Feet, and you know I'm a big fan of Happy Feet right here on the on the Pike in uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Happy Feet, a wonderful facility, brand new, everything. I went in there on a Saturday morning and they, they couldn't see me. They couldn't see me for like an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, nope, no, I'm not waiting an hour and 45 minutes, but I have to get my feet done because, you know, if they're putting a toe tag on my big toe, I want my big toe to look good. These are the things that go through my mind. <laughs> I leave Happy Feet in search of another place to get my feet done. The first place I come across can get me in 
if I'm okay with a man doing my feet. This option has never been presented to me before. I've never been offered a man to do my feet. And I immediately said, no, that's not, that's not, that's not going to work for me because I, I can't, whether it's, I, I, I don't like men touching me. I don't think that's wrong. It's just who I am. I don't like male masseuse. I don't like male pedicures or, or any other excuse for a male to touch me. I don't like. And that's fair. And I don't think it's wrong to feel that way. No. But for a moment, uh, for a moment, I did feel bad because she said, no, we can see you now. But uh, he, uh, a man, okay? And and immediately I was like, no, this is not (laughs) okay. (laughs) And it was the first time this has ever been presented to me as an option. Yeah. Don't like it. So I went to another place that charges a little bit more. But the lady that did my feet was a little bit prettier. So she was <laughs> and in that when I go to and happy this feet. This is why you have to do more good things before you <laughs> go into surgery next time because <laughs> I just take the wheel. At happy feet. I get uh, the the abuelas. I get the grandmothers. The old ladies who know I'm a good tipper will jump in front of the young ladies and they have seniority and they'll take me. So I always have an old Vietnamese woman doing my feet and I'm okay with that. They do an amazing job and I'm happy. Uh, But, you know, they couldn't see me on a Saturday. So, and and I wouldn't see a man. So I end up at another place where it's a young, pretty Vietnamese woman doing my feet. And I'm like, "I, I am much better okay with this <laughs> i won't go back i mean i'll go back if it's an emergency emergency pedicure Surgery. is a thing that occurs in my life <laughs> first world I problems <laughs> i think that more people and this is not just like a man or woman thing but i think more people should embrace the joy of a pedicure your feet do all of the holding of your ass you know <laughs> like it's not enough to just scrub between the toes. You have to treat them with some kindness. And a pedicure is just that. And then they get the massage of the calves and you walk out of there feeling good. And the oh stones, oh, oh, the yes. stones. The warm towel. For 40 bucks at Happy Feet, they uh, they spend an hour and a half on my feet. And there's not an hour and a half. And we are going to Happy Feet. There's not an hour and a half worth of work on my feet. But it is the massaging and it is the pedigree, whatever. like... Yes, there's plenty of... You know, on your leg, but it's like, <laughs> it's, like a cupped, it's like a cupped hand. It's like it's the circulation. There's the know. hot rocks. There's the, the paraffin wax. They, I mean, they do an amazing job. Plus, and the number one reason why I go to Happy Feet is because they have the best massage chairs. The best massage chairs so i i you know if they if she's spending an hour and a half of my feet that's three rotations of a full body massage in the chair i love that place but if they can't see me you know where i'm going i'm going to the other place well when i come to visit you better make an appointment when, when are you coming to visit and we will definitely go to happy feet together we'll do it we'll do a recording we'll of do the a show <laughs>
<laughs> I would Come love I'm, Happy Feet. I'm going to tag them again in the posting of this episode. I will tag Happy Feet again. And eventually I'm going to talk to whoever is in charge at Happy Feet of their website because we, we talk about places, we recommend places, and we tag places, but they have the option of not being involved in the tag. And Hamden Optical and Happy Feet both denied our tag the last time we talked about them. So kind of, you're kind of missing out on some free advertisements from the Lunsby Show, loved around the world. And the wife's birthday is coming up. And are you going to Happy Feet? She has insisted, insisted on using this ghetto massage, uh, nail pedicure place she likes the girl that works there wendy and and they i mean they still got the screens up from covid you know what i mean it's just it's time to take those down even here in spain they we actually just got an email (laughs) i just got an email from the hospital it said spain has finally lifted all covid procedures masks are no longer required in the dental facility or rural naval hospital i was like oh my god thank you (laughs) have they turned the water fountains back on Oh, yeah, they've been on. That's the thing. I mean, are you kidding me? Because of COVID, we're not allowed to have water from a water fountain? <laughs> it's just it's just the stupidest things we did. And I know it was all done with good intentions, but... Hindsight, uh, man. Hindsight. It's 30-30. That was from Ryan Green. He used to be an MC. We went to A school together. And one of the, at the time, first class, now he's a master chief, uh, asked him a question, <laughs> and Ryan goes, "Man, I don't know, Petty Officer. Hindsight's thirty thirty. Turn around, look back. It's still a mess." <laughs> and that is one of my best memories from school because this man is also like six two, six three, big, rippling muscle. Looks like Terry Crews. Nice. Right? And he has this like small, tiny fluffy white dog under his arm and ryan green at that time was maybe 20 from california scrawny surfer (laughs) and watching this huge man and his tiny dog listen to ryan green give an explanation like that (laughs) all military bearing in the whole building right out the window (laughs) hey you got another headline for me of course Roller coaster riders were trapped upside down for hours after a mechanical failure. Nope, 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 nope. Not happening. Not happening. Uh, headline headline would read: A roller coaster rider unbuckles himself and falls to his death after you just two minutes of being un- upside down on a, a stupid roller coaster. I I see. I see. All right. And you know when is the last time you've been upside down? I don't. I don't go on roller coasters because every time I go on a ride. It breaks. Okay. I've been stuck on a roller coaster before. When's the last time you've been upside down? Well, we can't talk about that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, intentionally, last time I had an inversion bench. You know, five minutes a day, an inversion bench will change your life if you have back problems, and I would spend five minutes a day upside down. But... I couldn't spend more than five minutes upside down because it became a life-threatening issue. Like, I don't know how someone can stay upside down for an hour or hours waiting for rescue. I don't know what I would do if I'm stuck upside down on a roller coaster and the rescue crews come and they're like three or four cars back. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have money. I will pay to be rescued first, please. 
If you don't rescue me, I will unhook myself and fall to my death. Please come get me first. I... So I was stuck at like a 45 degree angle. Like That's doable. Well, yeah, and that was 45 minutes before they sat us upright. But the best part was is my friend that I was with, she was holding on to, it was like one of those over the head harnesses and she was holding on to it. So when we sat, when they sat us back up, it like, it was a jolt and the jolt made her click the harness ah. two extra clicks in and she's like oh no <laughs> loser was like oh no she's and it took him 45 minutes to come and unhook us and her her like toes had gone purple it was so bad good old shambly man I, I you know I, I love the fact that I'm too big for roller coasters I hate I hate to admit that I'm too big for roller coasters but I love the fact that I you know, take my family to Hershey Park we got a bunch of roller coasters just uh you know 15 miles up the road yeah uh, I'll, I'll I'll stay here uh, enjoy yourself go right ahead in school we'd go to like six flags for like end of the year choir trip end of the year theater and I would just take my backpack and I'd say to everyone, I will hold your wallets and cell phones in my backpack for five bucks. What you didn't offer to do was hold their hats. It's Texas. Those boys don't take those hats off for nothing. And they don't fall off because they're formed to the head. They might Uh, be actually screwed on into the brain. That's what a young person in Georgia thought when he uh, lost his hat on a roller coaster, then went to go climb over the fence. Oh, I saw that. Go get his hat, at which point somebody's foot took his head right off. I think she lost her foot along with it. Jeez. It was a horrific collision. Just ask someone to get it for you. Just ask. It was it, it was in an area where it was gone. Have a friend that's afraid of roller coasters put it in their backpack. And that's the best See, plan. Everyone has a job in this life. <laughs> you have really like captured captured that you I don't like to dance, but I'm a great person to go to the club with because I will watch your stuff. I will do it like my life depends on it. Yeah, I'm a drink I'm a drink watcher. Oh. You want to set your drink down? I got, I got you. you. Yeah, it's great. You, all those people you think, oh, no, they don't like to go out because they don't like to dance. That's the person you want. All you have to do is drive me home. <laughs> well, we are still concerned about you melting, so we're going to move right on to our next normal segment. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know You said in a portion that may be cut out for our listeners, <laughs> you said you had seven orders for food this week. I made so many cupcakes and so many cakes. Was it all cupcakes like 90, and cake? Yeah. Okay. It was in like 90 degrees. And you know how these Spanish houses are. Right. Not made for 91 degrees, let alone the oven also being on. So uh, luckily, like the first one I had to do was for my friend um, for her birthday. And she will get a birthday boost theme twice. There we go. And I felt so bad. I even charged her for the cake because I kept putting the cake in the refrigerator and in the freezer in between layers because it was so hot that the chocolate buttercream just kept melting. It just kept melting and the cake kept sliding. So I put a little like stabilization skewer in it and it didn't matter. The cake was so flaky and tender because we don't use that other word that it was just the the and the buttercream was so heavy it was just tearing the cake apart i was like oh my gosh which freaked me out because i had a cake to do two days later but in a good way yeah i mean she enjoyed the cake she loved it 
she sent me pictures. She's like, I just hid all the stuff under some mango slices and raspberries. I was like, fantastic. Uh, she said it was good. She said it was super tasty and she wasn't mad and she still tried to pay me. And I was like, absolutely not. I just wanted that cake to be gone. But my favorite uh, cupcakes that I made this week were, do you know, you know, Courtney, Courtney Pollock over at Public Affairs here? I don't. Oh, man. I think you guys maybe just missed each other at, like just because of COVID you wouldn't have probably had a chance to know her. But it was her daughter's birthday, and... Um, Wait, is she the one that's big on animal rescue? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know her. They're big on hiking, uh, being outdoors with things that are outdoors, but not in their house. But her daughter wanted some Harry Potter-themed cupcakes, which you know I was all about, so I made her some butterbeer-flavored cupcakes. And then, because my kitchen wasn't hot enough, I was like, oh, I'll try to temper some chocolate. <laughs> what? No. So she got chocolate truffle chocolate frogs and they came out super cute. And those are probably my favorite. And then I did some vegan cupcakes and some vegan and gluten-free cupcakes. You're all those words that you love to hear, but they all came out beautiful and delicious. And I am so happy to be done cooking this week. I bought groceries. A, a vegan gluten-free cupcake is a regular cupcake with all the regular ingredients that's five times the regular price. That's that's all that is. Is this gluten-free? <laughs> Absolutely. Is it vegan? Sure. Whatever. How much is it? $13 per cupcake. I should have charged more. <laughs> yes. And, and it's organic. <laughs> it's a range-free cupcake. It's organic. Actually, but those cupcakes, those cupcakes came out super good. Actually, the vegan chocolate cupcakes that i did this week were probably my favorite they weren't gluten-free but it doesn't matter but those cupcakes were probably my favorite they were so good because you use vegetable oil instead of eggs and all that it just makes for a very fluffy light cake and then i just used vegan butter instead of regular butter for the frosting and it was beautiful and it was delicious so good. I am going to talk about the food at the hospital. In this week's segment about let's talk about cooking, I'm going to talk about the room service. They call it, they actually call it room service at uh, the UPMC hospital. It is fantastic food. So they have the menu broken down into glucose and, and cardio and all these little symbols that you have that you're allowed to pick from. And one of the things I had was the salmon. Hospital salmon is like gas station sushi, right? It's yeah. it's not something you would immediately think is delightful, but it was delightful. It was flaky and salmony without being fishy. It's just, it was so delicious. I can't, and every meal I had while I was in the hospital was equally impressive. Every meal tasted like it was made by a, a Michelin chef. It was it was really good. And I don't know if a lot of hospitals can say that. I did know, notice something interesting. So one of the, the pizza joints that we use is Joe's Original Italian Pizza or Joe's OIP. It's a place near Wendy, the pedicurist and manicurist that my wife goes to that still uses the shields. It's right next door. So, you know, sometimes she would bring home a pie from Joe's OIP. And Joe, who I didn't know at the time, is outside of the main entrance of the hospital. And he's telling somebody at the hospital, he's like, you, you were so helpful to me. Come by my restaurant anytime. I'll give you free pizza. Uh, she's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Just doing my job and disappears. And I was like, okay, so what is the name of your pizza place? And he goes, Joe's OIP. I was like, oh, my goodness. We enjoy your pizza. It's very good pizza. We eat it a lot. So, yeah. 
So there's my talk about uh, it's it's all hospital food this week. For me, <laughs> I really enjoy hospital food. And just like last time, they give you plenty of food, but somehow you still lose weight eating hospital food. So if well, it's balanced. It's well balanced. It's well done. Yeah. If you ever find yourself like, well, I only ate eight chicken wings. <laughs> And a milkshake and french fries. If you ever find yourself in central Pennsylvania and you're looking for the best hospital food, I highly recommend UPMC, the University of uh, Pennsylvania Medical Center. They do food right. And that is us talking about food. Are you ready to move on to the book of everything? I love the book of everything. As do I. we go into the book of everything we try to find two amazing outstanding incredible facts that you never have heard before in your life and if they are good they will stick with you forever this is done completely at random and if at random i get full up pull up something about hospital food i will also be amazed going into the book of everything wait let me do the flutter thing again that was pretty cool remember <laughs> yes, Foley artist is now going on my resume. In Bali, dragonflies are eaten with coconut milk, ginger, garlic, shallots, or just plain grilled and crispy. I don't like I don't like the fact that people are eating dragonflies because dragonflies don't bite humans, but dragonflies do eat mosquitoes. And mosquitoes as you may or may not know, are the deadliest creature on the planet for human beings. Mosquitoes kill more humans than any other creature on the planet. So why are we eating dragonflies when dragonflies eat mosquitoes? Dragonflies are our human protectors. <laughs> Once upon a time, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Puerto Rico, but I can tell you in the island of D'Enchanto, in the island of Puerto Rico, they're a... Uh, but ton of mosquitoes and i'm sitting outside of the cheese mess one day or i'm walking towards the cheese mess and slowly this black fog starts moving towards me and i don't recognize what it is until i'm in the middle of it and it it is billions billions darkening the sky billions of dragonflies just moving right through, just moving right across me, just moving right along. I run inside the cheese mess because I'm terrified, but we've got these giant pane windows along the thing, and I'm pointing out to the other chiefs. I'm like, hey, come look at this. And it's billions and billions of dragonflies that have darkened the sky and are just, they're just carpet bombing the entire island. They're just going east to west over the entire island and just taking out every possible mosquito they can come across da, 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 i did that same i did that same song last week yeah it was flight of the valkyries yeah flight of the valkyries yes it was just an amazing sight to see so if you ever go to bali know that you can eat dragonflies with coconut milk ginger garlic and shallots or just plain grilled and crispy but you shouldn't because they kill mosquitoes, and uh, that makes them awesome. That is fact number one from the book of everything. Generally, in the book of everything, these things are kind of grouped together, so we'll flip a couple of pages to find out something else. Uh, this could be important for you to know. Taking cocaine increases the chance of having a heart attack within the hour by 2,400%. There you go. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't recommend taking cocaine to anybody, especially nowadays, because they're cutting it with fentanyl, and it doesn't take yeah. a lot of fentanyl to kill people. I, I don't. Yeah. What I don't understand is there are states that are not capable of committing executions because pharmacies that will readily provide medication for killing babies will not provide the same We're medication. Will not provide the same that. medication no, for killing adults. We're not talking about that on this podcast. <laughs> Go put that out there. Why don't they just give them fentanyl? Because apparently like two flakes of fentanyl is enough to kill like a thousand people. We hear it all the time. Anything over three grams. Three grams? You've got it actually measured? Again, I just listened to the Dave Valdashi series and they talk about it in there. Book three. Three grams of fentanyl <laughs> kills how many people? Three, milli- three milligrams of fentanyl is all it takes. And it, it can be ingested through the skin? It, through the skin, through tablets, through... Right, so you, you don't even snort it. You just happen to touch it. It's enough to kill you. Yeah, and you can... I've seen a lot of videos of police officers who are going into raids or going in searching vehicles, and they're not wearing gloves, which I you could not pay me to touch anyone's in-car interior without gloves. <laughs> There's not... No, absolutely not. But um, they'll, they'll touch it, and you'll see them almost immediately, like start to have an overdose it's insane so there's so much of this it's readily available it's very lethal i think we fixed our death row problem i think you just you just give them fentanyl i think that if the prisons won't make money if we actually execute uh, good point (laughs) subsidies you you don't get that per diem if they're dead anyway moving on It is time for a resolution rewards update. The final resolution rewards update of 2023 ends with announcing that we have ourselves a winner. Only days, only days after the pot was doubled, uh, our contestant Tommy tapped out tommy was so he was so beat up he was so beat down that he makes the video and goes hey everybody it's me it's tommy and today is june the 4th he was a month off on the day that he said it was and he's like i don't think i did a video yesterday dude you don't even know what today is you were like a contestant on a loan that passes out you know in in the tv show alone they film themselves so they take these cameras around with them and every once in a while when they're getting towards the end of their stay in the wilderness they will pass out and they'll put a little timer down there to show you how long they've passed out tommy was like a contestant on a loan he had he had passed out he woke up he didn't know what day it was and and said i'm done but he had a good run he he was he was good competition. All of our contestants. He did give you a run for your money. All of our contestants this year for the Resolution Rewards program did a great job. I I thank all of you for participating. I can't wait until 2024 when we can start the timer again. It was fun. You did great. I'm so proud of all of you. Great job. Now we announced a winner, and the winner was Chick Brew. Good on you. 
And Chick Brew decided that not only was being a winner good enough, she was going to donate the money to our friend Ben Getter, who is currently in a competition for America's Next Top Chef or Next Top Model or RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know what the heck he's in a competition. He's in a competition for something. And she said, we're just going to donate the money to him. And I reached out to Ben and said, this is the deal, man. Chick Brew wants to donate the money to you, but she doesn't think it's going to be enough to help you in the competition. She just wants to give you the money. Ben's like, no, 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 no. Put it into the competition. It'll be enough. And man, was he right. So we happened to donate to Ben on a day when it was two for one votes. It was kind of like the last day. And we threw all the prize money towards Ben. And he went from 15th place to 7th place. He was in the top 10 with a quickness. And we are happy for him that he made it to the top 10. I believe the follow-on competition was to get into the top five. I don't believe Ben made it to the top five, but he did make it every day. What's that? I still was voting every day. Yes, yeah, so free votes every day for Ben Getter, and uh, and we had the link, and we we did everything we could do to encourage him to win. But it, I don't think he did. But it was a wonderful thing for you to do with your prize winnings, and give us a rundown, if you will, of what happened to your body during the course of the Resolution Rewards Program. Well. I am still every day when I am like getting in bed, I'm thinking, ah, there's something I'm forgetting. I still keep thinking I need to be making a video (laughs) and posting it because I did it habitually for so long. I did lose 15 pounds. Yes. And And I just did my PRT, even with my stupid broken ankles. And I know you tease me about my planks, but I did my max out and easy breezy on my plank. I did push-ups. I was like, I normally am like, just do the 14 that are required, but I did the 25. So I got up into a higher bracket. And then my bike, the only thing I struggled on was my bike. And that's because my ankles hurt so bad, but I still passed it. Uh, got five extra calories more than I needed. And I wasn't even like super winded, but I thought my leg, I thought my feet were going to fall off my body because my ankles aren't, aren't real. Well, great job. I'm so happy for you. You did so well. Tommy is doing that 75 hard and he looks fantastic. He has absolutely had a huge transformation. So with Tommy, I think you may get a better view of him than I do, because in all of the videos that Tommy makes, it's all straight up nostril. Yeah, yeah. Which I would have absolutely won if we had come down to uh, video montage. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I would have absolutely crushed it. Now there are times when Carrie takes Tommy's videos for him, and it's not straight up nostril, and they're entertaining videos. I am sure you two are more alike than I know. But in the in the it's tidbits that I get of Tommy, you two are so different. It's funny because Tommy and I are very much alike, and it's when we were in school. People like, oh, you must be Tommy's sister. And I was like, well, how, how did you get there? Because we look more alike now than we did back then. But even like a lot of our mannerisms, our, our sense of humor is the same. And it is unfortunate for all other parties when we are together. <laughs> but Tommy is, Tommy and I are much more like, but where I will make myself be social, Tommy, Tommy won't. <laughs> Okay. I thought you were going to expound more on that, but you just laughed and faded into darkness. Well, because it's funny when I think about my brother. I love him. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I love you both. I, I loved uh, being part of the competition with you, both of you. It was, it was a good time. How about we move on uh, to our uh, fan favorite segment? Every week we reach out and uh, congratulate those people who've made it around uh, the planet one more time along with us. It's called Birthday Boost. If you're good enough, if you're fortunate enough, if you're lucky enough, you get a birthday boost from the Lunsby Show. That is above and beyond what most human beings get. The rest of them, if they're lucky, they get this thing called uh, Honorable Mention. So, uh, as always, you go first. Uh, shout out to Tommy Brewer. Hey, Tommy! Coming up. And it's kind of, it's weird, like, because our family, we tend to be pretty close and celebrating birthdays. We're always like, oh, get togethers. And, or we go to like the beach for his birthday or something. So it feels super weird now as a grown up and everyone's so far apart to not actually celebrate his birthday with him. So, Tommy, you're a great brother. I love you. I hate you. I miss you. You're not nearly as annoying as you used to be, but you're doing a great job with those three kids. I hope to see you maybe next summer. We'll see. But I love you, buddy. I love you. I hate you. I miss you. Hilarious. Oh, here we go. You have kids. You have two kids. Like, isn't that the way it goes? I love you. I hate you. I miss you. I think that's pretty accurate. (laughs) I feel like that's it. I, uh, I I got some good ones, but I'm going to go with someone you may know. This week's birthday boost from T-Bone goes to one of our uh, special, special fans. She was a regular participant in our quarantine conversations. She was the manager of the commissary there in Rhoda. And she continues to manage commissaries around the world. The one, the only, the lovely Shirley Magwood. I... Cannot tell you how many fun times I've had with Shirley. Oh my gosh, I miss her so much. Of course, and and everyone who knows her misses her. The only bad memories I have, if you would call them bad, uh, Shirley's dog Oreo did not like Zeus. And every time that me and Zeus would go out for a run... You know, we may or may not pass Shirley's house. And if we were on the far side of the street, as far away from Shirley's house as we could get, Oreo would lose his diagonal mind. But if we were on the street closest to Oreo, Oreo knew. (laughs) Oreo knew he better not say nothing because Zeus was right there. Across the street, he could be as tough as he wanted, but when we were on his side of the street, Oreo didn't say jack. (laughs) I love Shirley. She provided us with the the great Cadbury story. Oh my God, yes. Which uh, still makes me laugh. (laughs) The egg diet still makes me laugh to this day. She's a wonderful lady. She brings smiles everywhere she goes. She's an amazing woman. Shirley, uh, wishing you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the best. Happy birthday. Who was your second birthday boost? I picked up a bag of spinach yesterday and it was liquid. Ugh. It was so gross. And then today I went back, broccoli, liquid broccoli in the saran wrap. Oh, we need her. (laughs) My second one, uh, Dean Mueller. Thank you so much for accepting a free uh, melty cake. Um, Dean, I met her like randomly because she comes in to pay for her kids like 
piano lessons and stuff like that. And she likes to talk about books and movies and music. And those are all things that I love. And I don't really feel chatty at work some days, but every day she comes in, I know that it's going to be a good conversation. So uh, Dean, I hope you're having a great birthday and thank you for a accepting the free cake and enjoying it and putting delicious mango and raspberries on top. And also for bringing good conversation to an otherwise boring work day uh, every time you come in. We got some birthdays in the near future, but are not currently. So I feel like there's somebody who had a birthday earlier that I might have missed and I wanted to capture, but I guess... I guess I did not. So my second birthday boost of the week, my final birthday boost of the week, if you will, goes to Chuck Mogul. So <laughs> me and Chuck, we were stationed together in uh, in Sicily, and I love this man. I do. And, and I, you know, we've crossed paths many times throughout the years since we were in Sicily together. It is difficult to explain the relationship that I have with him because... He is my brother, and I love him as is he is my brother. But I have actual brothers, blood brothers, who I also love, who I also despise at times. I don't just. I, desp- I, <laughs> I love you. I hate you. I miss you. Yes, that is the that is the theme for this episode. I love you. I hate you. I miss you. And Chuck is one of those guys. I, for the most part, we had a great relationship. He was a senior chief. I was just a lowly old chief at the time, and I learned a lot from him. But one of the things I also learned from him is he had the capability of of uh, throwing monkey wrenches. And I called him out on this. I proposed to do something with the security department in Siganilla. That was a tough sell. I got the, the sailors from working the thing called a Panama shift to, to straight eights, where they only worked eight hours a day, a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on your rank and depending on what you had to do before and after shift. And, and it was permanent shifts. And I proved that it could work. And not only that, we took them into training for uh, uh, an entire week. What we did was something that was so rarely done in the military when it comes to shift workers. If you just put them on a Panama shift, it's real easy. It's real easy, and and everybody's happy. They're working really long hours, but they get a three-day weekend every other weekend, and then you call them in to do training, and you call them in to do this, and you call them in to do that, but it's not good for the sailors. They're working longer. They're outside of, you know, the safety parameters of what they should be doing. So with a lot of work and a lot of effort, we were able to move everybody to, to the eight-hour shifts, and it was a great thing. And as soon as we left, they went back to 12. So it's, it's heartbreaking that that happened. But in order for my plan to be as good as it could have been, I needed Chuck, who intentionally, with, with complete intention, waited until the hat. worst time to throw a monkey wrench into the plan. And he did. Red hat. <laughs> Red hat, right? <laughs> he did. And, and we worked through it. And it was really, it was great. It was great for the sailors and it was great for everything. We increased the number of people going to college. We increased, we decreased the number of alcohol-related incidents. We increased, decreased the number of DUIs. We did a lot of great things with that. And I was really proud of that time in my life. And I couldn't have done it had it not been for the monkey wrench thrown by my friend Chuck Mogul. So Chuck, as always, I'm thinking about you. I love you. I hate you. I miss you. <laughs> and I wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best on your birthday. I just opened this drawer and I'm going to push this button and it may make a sound and it may not make a sound, but I just found this keychain in this desk drawer that's not mine. It doesn't make a sound. It just says orgasm. <laughs> 
put a battery in it. Let's find uh, out what that sound is. I know. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go find the battery for it. <laughs> All right. Who is on your honorable mention list? Oh man, it's a big one. Um, Josh Williams, Kendall Demerit, uh, Raf Guzman, Rachel Morris, Thomas Morales, Hunter Chamlin, and then I have where'd he go? Boris Greenstein. I also have an in memoriam for Bear Bird. Rest in peace, my friend. I am super sad I didn't get to see you again the last time I was home, but I couldn't find you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Kimberly Foster starts off my honorable mentions, along with the disgruntled clown, uh, Raul Rainier, uh, Neil Richardson, uh, Julie Eichner, Roland Dangerfield, Gwendolyn Doyle, Danny Meldrum, Brendan Moran, Mike Now, John Curtin, and Mike Friend... I'm not your friend, along with Debbie Sibione, uh, Lisa Sazensko, and Ashley Edson. That's going to, that's going to, uh, Carrie White. We'll put Carrie White in on this week, and we'll call that the, the line. Very funny people, very loving people, a very amazing people. We wish you all nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best on your birthday. <laughs> you got anything else you want to put out before we wrap it up this week? No, man. Okay, then. My dogs. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we remind you today, as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. Uh, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs>